You are listening to the National University Podcast. Hello, I'm Kimberly King. Welcome to the National University Podcast, where we offer a holistic approach to student support, well-being, and success, the whole human education. We put passion into practice by offering accessible, achievable, higher education to lifelong learners. Today, we are discussing tips about earning your DNP, the Doctorate of Nursing Practice. According to a recent article published in the Nurse Journal, a Doctor of Nursing Practice is one of the best options for nurses who want to access the highest positions in their field and earn a higher salary. We learned some informative advice on today's podcast. On today's episode, we're discussing DNP programs and what they are, tips on whether that's right for you, and we're fortunate to have two guests with us today. Nancy Richmond has been active in the nursing field for over three decades, and Dr. Hadija Hamisi has been a nurse for over 20 years. Hadija is a practicing nurse practitioner and a professor who has previously obtained her DNP. Nancy is a practicing nurse practitioner with an MSN in nursing who is considering a DNP. And we welcome both of you back to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Good, good. But I want to say something. Not 20. I started nursing in 2016. So unless we, we, we look at, uh, you know, CNAs and stuff. Oh, but overall, that oh, so is yeah. CNA. We look at CNAs and everything. Yes, it is 20. Okay. So that's, that's, that's nursing. That, that is definitely nursing. Okay. Okay. You're just being humble, but it's we're applauding all of these years of expertise in here. Uh, why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic? Certainly. Uh, my name is Nancy Richmond, and I'm a practicing uh, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I started as an RN, and I first pursued a master's degree as a psych clinical nurse specialist. I wanted to be a therapist. And then I became aware of what nurse practitioners could do, and I was very interested in that. So I pursued um, actually two masters, different masters, in um, as a nurse practitioner. And I have been practicing as a psychiatric nurse practitioner in the Los Angeles area for 20 years, working in public mental health. Wow. And I... Um, I'm now teaching. I've been teaching at National University for five years in the psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner graduate program. And I would like to continue my education. And I am actually considering a doctor of nursing practice. Wonderful. I can see your passion there. And uh, time is of the essence, right? It's such a relevant timing for the mental health and all. So good for you. And then uh, what about you, Doctor, uh, I'm sorry, I just upgraded you there. Hi, <laughs> Kadisha. Yes, yes. Oh, actually, you're right. It's Dr. Hamisi. You're right. Okay, yes. that's what I thought. I'm sorry about that. Yes. No, Tell me a little bit about your passion. Yes, yeah, so I am actually, too, a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I uh, I started working as a psych MP since uh, 2014. So I have right now like 10 years of uh, working as a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Uh, one of my things that I've done in the past work-wise, I worked actually as a, a doctoral uh, program faculty. So I was teaching doctoral students. And then I also work 
with the Nancy at National University as a psych um, faculty. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I went back to school actually last year. And right, right now I'm pursuing a higher, I mean, a, a different kind of education, but it's still in mental health. I'm mm -hmm. actually in a psych um, program right now, and I should be done by the end of this year with a, uh, you know, a doctoral, um, another doctoral name behind me for psychology. Wow. Impressive. This is, uh, and, and again, with all of this education and all of these titles behind your name, that shows your passion. And again, this timing uh, that where we are in the world, I commend you both. And thank you for your passion. Uh, today, we are talking about DNP, Doctor of Nursing Programs. And so I'm going to start with you, Nancy. What is the DNP? Well, that, that's actually the place that I needed to start as I began to pursue this, because um, often you see the EDD or the PhD or the PsyD. Those are the doctorates that I was most familiar with. But Actually, the, 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 the DNP, which is a, a doctor of nursing practice, is on par with all of those doctorates, and it focuses primarily on translating research into nursing practice and improving health outcomes, which to me was very appealing because we really need to look at the health outcomes. The DNP is geared toward organizational and systems leadership, interprofessional collaboration, and evidence-based practice. And the American uh, Association of Colleges in Nursing is, says, has put out a, a, a statement that the DNP programs will incorporate the APRN content currently included in the master's program. They will focus on providing leadership for evidence-based practice, which is essential. This requires competence in not just translating the research that is done, in practice, but evaluating evidence, applying the research in decision-making, and implementing viable clinical innovations to change practice as well. Pretty exciting stuff. I, uh, I love that. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, it is, it's all probably much needed as you want to move up in your career, probably in this day and age. And why, so why should a nurse consider a DNP doctor? You know what, uh, Nancy said it all. You mm -hmm. actually, it's a noble profession, nursing is. Now you're yeah. enhancing your education. You become an expert or a leader in nursing. That's one thing. And apart from all that, it gives you clin both clinical competency, depending on what kind of DMP um, you, uh, you, you're going to take. It gives you clinical competency it, it gives you uh, the ability to use evidence practice when you're treating your clients so um in a nutshell a dnp would equip a licensed nurse with the highest level of clinical knowledge and pra practice expertise or practice expert uh, critical to meeting the patient's needs and advanced practical goals so it's the same thing nursing is saying, but when you're pursuing a DNP, you know, most people are thinking about money, but mm -hmm. you may not get the money, but what you're getting is knowledge. Knowledge is always power. You get to be an expert 
in your field. Before you make any decision, you look at the evidence. Is this viable? And that's what you get as a DNP. It's a very different different role, different cattle. The, the valuable lessons that you get from it, you won't get anywhere else. Well, I agree with you as well that it, nursing is a noble profession. And I think there is, it seems that there's always going to be a need for nurses. I, I know that when you get your degree, you can work anywhere in the country or in the world. So um, good for you. And, and um, I love that you are passing on your passion and knowledge to these students at National University. What are the requirements? So the requirements all depends. Each institu institute or each program may have different requirements. So you may get to a DNP uh, going through uh, you know, from just RN all the way to doing your MSN and your doctoral program, or uh, there's another pathway that you just say from MSN to DNP. So all depends on where you go. Uh, this Each school has its own requirement, uh, and that's how you get to the DNP uh, uh, program. So the requisitions uh, depends on which school you go to. There are some DNP programs that are only like a nine months long, depending that maybe you already have your MSN. And there are some programs that are three years long because you need to go from your RN to MSN, to BSN, to MSN, to DNP. So whichever, whichever uh, where you, whichever you have, the schools, different schools will, will meet everybody's needs and how they can really choose their path of becoming a DNP. So I kind of what you're saying is that there is a program for everyone versus depending on the timing possibly and how fast you want to get through there and and get to the And where you're at at that and time. Where you're at. Yes. Important. So Nancy, what are the benefits versus the challenges? Okay, so Dr. Hamisi has touched on one of the primary advantages is is the increase in knowledge and confidence that that we have. You know, the the focus on evidence based practice, not not just subjective data leading us, but having objective data that's that's based in research. Um, so so you have more exposure to that and knowledge about that. Um, there may be increased opportunities in, in um, job opportunities in leadership, education, administration. And many of these advantages depend on the program that you go to, as Dr. Hadmisi had, had mentioned before. It also can provide you increased independence. Um, you can be an instrument of change, especially with health outcomes, you can be instrumental in that. Um, it, it will probably eventually, according to the um, many nursing programs, is that it may be the eventually be the entry level degree into nursing. Um, you, you can become more marketable. You will be in demand because you have the doctorate degree, and um, you will have attained the highest level of nursing education. And you may increase your pay scale. That that is a possibility. Depending on you know changing your position, you know what other job you may take. So th those are some of the advantages. Um, many of them appealed very much to me. As I said, 
the, the focus on evidence-based practice and increase in knowledge was, is really important to me. Some of the challenges that, that I've um, found were that it, it may be expensive. If you're willing to do the research and look into the different programs and, and have a clear idea about what, what specialty you want, you can look around to see what different programs have to offer. And there, there, are, there are many online programs for, for available. Um, and there is a time commitment. As always, in any time in education, there is a time commitment. Uh, many times people are busy with family and jobs and that type of thing. So that's something you have to work at. And then, you know, the added stress of having to, you know, deadlines and papers and that type of thing, it can be a little bit of stress. Um, it's so, so, so the, yes, absolutely. Right. And, and, and as Dr. Hamisi said, there, there, there are many, we'll get a little bit later, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about how many programs there are available now. Thank you, because I, I know this is, it's great. I, I love what you are, um, you know, what you're working toward and how um, it is really going to help your, help you with, you know, maybe it is not just about the money, but it's also about the nobility of this profession and putting a doctor in front of your name. Um, and I may get in trouble for saying this, but doesn't it seem like sometimes nurses do most of the work and then the doctor shows up? From my experience, the nurses are the ones with the boots on the ground. You're absolutely right. And uh, so actually you're the first point of contact with, with your client. And not only we're not talking about registered nurses on the floor, we are talking about advanced nurse practitioners too, because you're all nurses. And you get the same thing, you don't get the credit, especially with the patient. They'll say, I want to see a real doctor. I don't want to mm -hmm. see you. And that is another way of at least when you have an expert or when you have your, your advanced degree, then that will give the patient at least to be more at ease with you. You're probably going to do the same thing. You're going to prescribe the same medication, the same treatment, but the word doctor behind you, even if you have to say, I am a doctor of nursing practice, because you in nursing, you can own the word doctor. You have to put doctorate of nursing practice in behind, but that gives a little bit of a weight and you have a patient's, the patient be more at ease. Um, so that's one, one thing that I see. You know, yes. and, and healthcare has just changed so much. We're watching this. We're living in the world in real time. And um, so I, I really, I think that's a really great point. So factors to consider. I, in I, I, I just wanted to say one more thing. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to say one more thing because I lived in um, Pennsylvania in the like 2000 and nurse practitioners were fighting for prescriptive rights, but the, the lobby, the AMA lobby was very strong there. And as we were trying to negotiate with the physicians about being able to get prescriptive rights, one of the things they wanted was that we were not allowed to refer to ourselves as doctors, even if we had a doctorate degree. We were never to tell the patient that we were Dr. Richmond or Dr. Hamisi. We always had to introduce as our name. That that was one of the things that they wanted us to negotiate. So that speaks to what you were saying, uh, Tim. Oh, well, I'm good that we've made that change now because you've earned it, yes. correct? Yeah. Right. And uh, I may I, want to interject too. 
if you if you want to check this out the reason actually i went to, uh, to do the psychic program is that even now as nurse practitioner even with the doctorate there's so many things that you cannot do there's so many things that you cannot sign mm. but being a psychologist like d which is a doctorate of psychology right. you are able to actually sign a lot of forms for the patient without getting into any problems so that's the reason why i went to do psych d because it hinders uh the the name doctorate or being a nurse a nurse even if you can do all these quality things these wonderful things for the patient you can provide very good care you still are being pushed back so doing doing the doctorate i think will in a way help the nurse or the nurse practitioner have a little bit more say but we still have to keep on fighting to be on equal footing with all the other uh you know specialists who have the name doctoral behind them and they're okay to have the name doctor behind them it it feels interesting that you're saying all of this and here we are in 2024 right and you would think i mean fortunately the doors have been open thanks to you and thanks for you know fighting to make sure that um they continue to open into the future um so thank you for your pioneer work there mm -hmm. um so i have a question for either one of you what is evidence based practice uh, well we can each I'm sure comment on that evidence based practice means that there has been research mm -hmm. statistically sound research that proves that that an intervention is effective a medication a, a strategy to approach a patient uh, that kind of thing there's there's actual substantial statistical research to support the the intervention right N not just versus subjective where oh i think this would be a good idea in research you never know for sure until you test that so th this has the research behind it yes and i wanted to make sure that i say this right so i just have to put it down so evidence practice in nursing is just a process that we use to review analyze and then translate uh, whatever we see into the latest scientific evidence. So, for example, when we go, uh, we say, okay, this is how we treat wound care, or this is medic, this is how the medication works. First of all, before saying yes, this is how we do it. Things have changed. There's so many research behind it. So you go and find out what is the evidence base. What has been researched that has proven to work better without harming the patient or maybe if there's anything any harm going on is very very minimal so no not only do you uh, provide care but before you provide care what is the scientific reason behind right. this care how does it work that is what is evidence-based uh mean thank you for for explaining that. And again, the difference between subjective and objective as well as where you're getting the numbers behind that. Um, yeah. Factors to consider in selecting this program that's most suited to your needs. I know we talked about that a little bit, but Nancy, is that something you can talk to? 
Okay, well, um, certainly that, that was an issue definitely to be considered as you're considering the DMP. Um, the, fir the first would be um, the program reputation and accreditation. You know, is this program no known? Have they been educating people in this particular field for a while? And do they have um, faculty that is solid in this particular area? Um, the relevancy to your practice and what it is that you want to do. Um, because they different programs focus on different areas. That's a good the, point. the experienced faculty, what, what, what um, degrees and experience and education do, do the faculty bring to, to the um, platform? Uh, the cost and the budget, how much money do you have to spend? What kind of um, programs, what can they offer? Th that type of thing. Um, the length of study and the clinical hours required. Each, each program is different. As you go through them, it's actually quite interesting to look and see how they're all very different. The online versus in-person classes, some programs are primarily online, but then you have to go on campus for two, two or three times a year, for a weekend, sometimes for a week. Some programs are in-person for, for everything. You can look to see what suits your needs. And then the specializations offered. You know, not, not every school has every specialization, so you want to be sure you look into that. So th those are some of the things that you might want to take a look at as you do your research and picking your program. Great. Excellent. This has been so interesting learning about this, and uh, we're going to have to take a quick break, but more in just a moment, and we're talking about earning your DNP. Don't go away. We'll be right back. And now a national university tip on getting started. For me personally, I knew I wanted to pursue an education due to what I wanted to do in, in life. But if I had to look back at somebody in my same position, I would tell them, for one, get rid of every reason why you can't go to school. Just deciding and then committing to it, the first place to start is, what do you enjoy? What do you care about? And if there's a degree that you know you can translate that into, then let's go after that. If you're unsure, talk to somebody who's currently in school. If you're serving with somebody who's going to school, talk to them about it and what their experience is like. The thing is, I truly believe as far as the general education, it's a perfect time to develop an understanding of what you wanna do. It helps you figure out what you wanna do. There's always going to be room to adjust, to make changes. And so looking at anybody who was sitting in my position and they're thinking about going to school, I would tell them to go down to that college office. They can guide you and, and help you figure out what it is or ways that you can make it happen. And now back to our interview with nursing experts, Nancy Richmond and Dr. Hadisha Hamisi. And we're discussing whether a DNP, a doctor of nursing, would be right for you. And so, Nancy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, or actually, I think, Hadisha, Hadisha, how long does the DNP take to complete? So, really, that depends on your pathway. MSA to DNP typically takes two years. And then BSN to DNP may take up to four years. So uh, also depend on wh where you want to be, you know, you, because 
the doctorate of nursing practice have different fields right so depending on the field you choose to pursue sometimes the dnp can take at least four years for full of full-time learning and but the good thing about it is, is most nurses are able to work while they pursue their dnp because many institutes have different programs they are most of them are flexible because you know this is most of the time it's an adult learning uh program it's a dnp but you're able to go do your work take care of your family do whatever other things you do as long as you put time uh in your studies so there's so many programs out there they are flexible um and which is encouraging yeah that's really encouraging how so how many dnp programs are available and do can you specialize in your area of study Okay, so, so I'm going to give just a little bit of statistical data here for a second. Um, in the fall of 28, the, the Commission on Collegiate Nursing Education began to accredit DMP programs for the first time. And to date, as of 2023, there are th now 354 programs that have been accredited, and they are available in all 50 states. And... Um, in 2021 to 2022 to talk about how many how much it's grown 41,000 students were enrolled in a dmp program up from nine percent from the previous year so it grew by 9.9 percent in one year and now there are currently in 2023 there are 426 dmp programs and there are, are 70 more in the planning stages and they cover every specialty that you could think of Amazing. And just to uh to help nancy out there so there are very many specialties but the most common that we see all the time there's acute care um nurse practitioner uh right then there's the adult gerontology primary care nurse practitioners in the doctorate program we have fnp doctoral program we have um pediatric psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner we have um as uh, uh, what is that uh certified nurse anesthesiologist dnp yeah. programs so all depends on your specialization that's the beauty of this you can't it, it, there's so many different kind of dnp programs that is up to you you you're not just tied to one thing Right. Well, I mean, and that's, again, that's really impressive. I think that the growth over 9% um, in, you know, this amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in one year. And I, you know, and I know you really kind of discussed earlier that some of it could be done online, which is probably really helpful. Uh, but then probably some of it does need to be completed in person as well. What are, What are the licensure and regulatory requirements? I don't know if that's uh, Dr. Kadisha. Uh, so they vary state yes. by state, right? Because different states have different statutes and regulations. Uh, and some specific requirements across states may vary, but all the DMP programs include a valid educational background 
uh, professional certifications, and they have specific clinical hours that have to be met. You have continuing education, collaborative practice agreements, and prescription authority based on different states. So, like I say, each state have its own regulations and requirements. Okay, right, mm -hmm. and that, that makes sense. I mean, every state is different there. Um, what tips do you have for somebody that is considering, in a general way, you know, getting a, a, obtaining and earning their DNP? Okay, so the we have so many DNP programs, right? Mm -hmm. Different state, different specialties. You look within yourself. What do you want? What is your What is your pleasure? No, I'm sorry. Maybe that's a, a different way of putting it. Like, what is your passion? Yeah. Because the DNP in especially in nursing, we have different specialties. In nursing, but then within nursing, there's so many different specialties. So look within yourself. What do you like? What makes you want to get up happy uh, in your work? So that should be the first thing when you're looking at what DNP program you should um, you should go to. And then what is your time? Are you able to go? full time are you able to go in person do you want just to do online all these are the things that you need to look at to make an informed decision about what program you should be in talk to your family because you even if the programs are flexible you still need to do your part you still need to put in work for you to be able to complete the program, to benefit from the education that you provided. All right? What is your work life? Are you able to get time off work? Are you able to change your schedule? So all this, you just sit down with your family, look at what you like, what will benefit you, what will make you succeed. And then once you put all those things together, then look at the problems that fit your needs. And then just uh, continue. You gotta stay focused. You gotta stay committed. And look, this and anybody can do a DMP. Anybody that is a registered nurse can do a DMP. And I really highly encourage everyone to do a DMP. Does it take time? Yes, depending on where you are in your educational level. Um, but you're learning so much. You get to be an expert in your field. You get to use your critical thinking. So there's so many things that come with the doctoral program. Uh, so I encourage everyone um, to pursue a doctoral program or certificate. Excellent. What about you, Nancy? Do you have any tips? Well, actually, um, mine, mine has more to do with um, the research into whether or not the DNP would be appropriate or desirable for me for practice. And um, one of the things I read a couple of things that, that were particularly meaningful to me. And one of them was um, if a nurse desires an advanced practice degree education and has a choice between a DNP or the master's pre preparation, it would be better to pursue the DNP because in the long run, it's more cost effective for the time spent. And, that, and that's because it really pre would prepare me or someone else 
for, for future practice, um, with the DMP, you're positioned to push the boundaries of clinical practice. You're aware of what it is that you can do and what are the best, what are the outcomes. If I, if it, if I do this, this is the outcome that's going to come. You're more aware of that and you can push the boundaries in practice. As well as something that's appealed to me is leading um, change in the healthcare system, which I think we very much need in this country, and contributing to, to evidence-based advancement, participating in research, the implementation of that research. So, so for those reasons, the, the DMP is very appealing to me as, as the next degree for myself. Well, congratulations to both of you. And as you said, you're instruments of change, and we are on this precipice of change in healthcare, and we're writing that in real time. And, and I, I love your passion, and I know you're making a difference. Nancy, tell me a little bit about National University's DNP program specifically. Okay, so currently at National University, they, they have a Doctor of Nursing Practice in Executive Leadership. And um, according to the website, when I looked at it, it says that the student will explore key topics such as organizational leadership, economics, finance, and advocacy for healthcare policy improvement, and how to use data and technological resources for decision making in, in leadership. So, so that's the description of the program. Um, it's a, the credit hours is, are 46. The number of courses, 13, and the estimated time to complete is 30 months. And this program is accredited by the Commission on Collegiate Nursing Education. It also aligns with the American Association of Colleges of Nursing Essentials and the competency from the American Organization for Nursing Leadership. Wow. Thank you for adding that part of it. <laughs> and, you know, you're probably perking up a lot of interest uh, as you explain that, but I love the leadership aspect of that. And I, again, I love the difference you both have made and are making and continue to be pioneers in your field and the instruments of change and as a doctorate of nursing. So thank you. And thank you for your time today and discussing how important this topic is. And if you want more information, you can visit National University's website at nu.edu. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us today. Yes, thank you very much for having us. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to the National University Podcast. For updates on future or past guests, visit us at nu.edu. You can also follow us on social media. Thanks for listening.